morning, everyone. Welcome to Genesis Metro Online Church. We're back this week. We're back. We have endured an entire week and a half of COVID. We've climbed out of the pit of despair. We do. Last week on Sunday, though it might have appeared we were just doing great, we definitely pushed ourselves to be on camera. I feel amazing. Weekend. I'm not even going to tell you. So this weekend, we both feel great. Feel awesome. So much better. But this week was a... Uh, it was yeah. a low week in the board yeah. house. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with the yeah. audience. Um, we're going to actually have some Starbucks gift card winners. Um, we're kind of making this game up as we go. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day game of the week. Um, because, you know, when you're having church at your house, let's just be honest, it's not normal. No, it's not. It's and not it's, normal. You know, it's not like we're getting up and and having a breakthrough worship moment in the living room. I don't think that's happening for many. Uh, it's fun, It's it, it warms the heart. The breakthrough really comes at the sermon point. Right, right, right. so we're gonna- Which yeah. a lot of people were watching live, which there are many watching live right now, but most people I think are just kinda like, it's on demand now. Yeah. Worship whatever. on demand. Sunday, like, Monday, yeah. Sunday night. Maybe Sunday Tuesday on the way to work. Yeah, you know, it's fine. So we're gonna, we're gonna try to liven it up at the beginning here then we'll get into the message but we thought we'd have some fun with the audience this week and play a little game we're going to call uh, live with tim and carrie live with tim and carrie nope it's going to be uh sing me a song sweet music man um but we're gonna have categories in which we are going to sing lines of songs and the first person to type in the next line of the song is going to win a starbucks gift card and um so if you want to post your favorite song in the category, feel free, feel free to leave those in the comments below, all right? Okay, so I'm gonna give a category and then you're gonna tell us, I wanna be sure I understand. We're not saying the name of the song, you're gonna finish the next line of the song. However we wanna do it. Okay. They, they, to win, they have to either, let's just say, either they name the song or they they put the next lyric yeah, in These the are fluid. Maybe they, yeah. fluid, fluid rules. rules. We're making it okay. up as we go. We, we are, absolutely. Okay, right. are you ready? Yep. So the first category is a love song. All right. A love song, everybody. Baby, when I think about you. They're gonna answer. I think about love. No, 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 that was mine. That was mine. Oh. No, it's your turn. Well, that, that's it, that's good. Let's go to the next one. Next one. You don't want to do a love song? I mean, I would do something by Celine Dion. Do you have a love song for me? I, I don't think I have one right. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh. Okay. Okay. Ready I believe one? in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Okay. I got a million. How about rock? Now and then when I see her face, she takes me away to that special place. <gasps> I'm going to go with Queen. Mm. We will, we will rock you. Mm. That's the name of the song. I know, but that's also the line. That's the, like, that's the one you know? <laughs> okay. I mean, there's a lot of rock songs. Well, there was. It's you, there was a lot. You sang the name. Oh, well, that's true. Okay, let me think of another one then. Uh, Paul. Oh. No. Nope, nope, not that one. Nope. We're going to edit that one. Um, what's other good rock song? Something by Guns N' Roses. Get the next Something category. by Guns N' Roses. I already sang that. I already sang oh. Guns N' Roses song. Oh, well, then it's going to be, um, Tommy used to work on the dock. Mm. Mm. Union's been on strike. Well, they were going to sing that part. No, he can sing the next one. No. What's the next line? 
the third line of the song. You know it. All right, what's the next? down on his luck. It's tough. Hopefully somebody beat him. Too. All what's right. The next one. Chill. <gasps> That's mine. Okay. Strumming my pain with his finger. One time, one time. Singing my life with his words. Two times, two times. You know the next one. All right. The next line. Country. Ooh, well, there's a lot of this one. You what made you way do? too many categories here. Well, you then you have we're to gonna, pick which one. We're gonna one start you going want. quick. Country. You, uh, you makes me want to take a. You know that one? Mm hmm. How do you like me now? I like that one too. No. I'm gonna have a lot of winners. Okay, what's the next? That one? was also the name of the song. Oh, that's true. Uh, Revenge. Oh, this is gonna be. I dug my key into the side of his. It's yours. That's a best take it from there. Ever. Uh, folk country roads. Take me home to the place. And you go. West Virginia. Dance. Dance. Um. Bum, 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 bum. What's the name of that song? Show tune. We're not going to do that. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Okay. All right. Oh. Uh, workout. Do you have a workout song? I have the tiger, baby. Oh, go all ahead. I oh, I thought them. all these were categories. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> what is your favorite workout song? Uh, It would be something in the, the Rage Against the Machine type of variety. Hmm. I would mm -hmm. go... Footloose. I like I like cardio to Footloose. Mm. I know that probably isn't. Mm. Metallica. <laughs> I know that your gym. That's what some of the guys work out for. A lot of those guys at my gym love the Metallica, yeah. Inner Sandman. Yeah, Exit Light. Yeah, all of that. But all of we're that. not going to be exiting the light this morning. No, we're going to run into the light here on Live with Tim and Carrie. Yeah. That was our game. So we're going to have some winners. Yep. If you type something in, you're probably going to get a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the first one. First one Maybe. to type it in. Okay. All first right. one. All right. And there might be some songs sprinkled throughout. Who knows? So today, we're yep. going to go back into The Rocks Cry Out. We're going to continue that. The Rocks Cry Out. Um, you're going to see a rock on the screen in just a moment. Um, this actually, I saw it no less than three times. It may have been in there five, six times. Um, but it was Psalm 18. And um, this felt like one of the ones that I think we needed mm -hmm. um, for this week. And I think us. that um, when you see the verses we're going to put on the screen in just a moment, uh, David is writing this psalm as a reflection upon his escape from his enemies and uh, principally Saul um, as he was being pursued by someone who had more power than him. And a lot of times when someone has more physical power than us, we, we can feel powerless. And then that makes us feel very vulnerable. And the great thing about this psalm and uh, about a God perspective is that uh, it's, it's not about our strength. It's, it's about allowing God to be God. And we're going to see seven different things that God was to David in these first two verses. And you can't help but be encouraged um, as we read through this. So we've entitled this message, You Are Going to Need This. And there's a reason why. Well, we're all going to need it. There's not one of us that gets through life and doesn't need exactly what we find in Psalm 18, which, you know, David gives us all these descriptions. It's like he's tripping over himself to describe God, you know, as, as specifically as possible. It's like he can't think of enough just description words and adjectives to really describe who God is. And each of us is going to find ourselves, no matter what age we are, what SES we are, like, it doesn't matter. SES? Socioeconomic status. Oh. 
Huh? <laughs> I didn't I'm know. a poli-sci major, yeah. so anyway. Mm. I don't know if you're on my level. But I, I'm trying to get up there. What I was going to say is we're all going to need this today. So at some point in your life, if you haven't gone through a season where you needed uh, to be encouraged. I think everybody's gone through well, that Well, even if you're, let's say if you're 12 or you're, you're just kind of getting into the depths of life, one of the things that... Um, each one of our kids, when they reach sixth, seventh grade, we kind of had this discussion, you know, something big happens in their life and it's like, hey, welcome to the rest of your life. This is the struggle that we all deal with. So whatever age you are that you're watching, you're gonna need this. Mm -hmm. Everybody's gonna need this. And obviously right now, our church needs this. Yeah, we and need it personally too. You so. know, the kind of week that we're having, uh, COVID outbreak of 2020, uh, that's that's something. And uh, you know, it's been, uh, a roller coaster ride of emotions. Uh, you know, I would say that from a church planning perspective, overwhelming um, would be a good good word. We're anxious to get back in the saddle, but we can't do that till the timing is right. Um, so, gosh, I think that this is going to be an encouraging word uh, for you and for your family here today. Let's get into it. Uh, Psalm 18, verses 1 through 3. It says, I love you, Lord my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my mountain where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I was saved from my enemies. That's a song I grew up with. I will call upon the Lord. Anyway. There's an echo there. They be crazy. Yeah, but we can't get into that. They can still play along though. If they can they sing can, the next song. If line. you know that song, you were raised I the bet ninety-nine percent of people watching this do not, do know, not that know that song. song but yeah. some do. Some, yeah. do, some, some do. do. Anyway, great. Uh, there's. This is the passage I was referring to a while ago, where David is. He's got so many description words, and I believe that it's going to be from you know his experiences before he gets into, the, into those description words. The very first thing he says, the I love very you. first three words of I love this you. psalm, I love you. I love you. I love you. We say it all the time. We do. We say it a lot at our house. We say it to our kids all the time. You know what? Everyone needs an I love you yeah. every day. I'll give you, uh, hey, yep. we love you. We love you. We I love, love you guys. You. Look at the people inside your house and just get up and go give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Who knows? Say I love you. If you haven't said I love you to your kids this week, say I love you. If you haven't said I love you to your spouse this week, you should. That's something we do. I mean, if we walk in a room and we're like, oh, hey, what you doing? I love you. I mean, we say it constantly. Yeah. Oh, you're going out? Okay, good. Bye. Love you. And here David is starting this psalm with something so simple, but yet profound. And a challenge I want to give you right now. When is the last time you told God that you loved him. Mm. And I, I don't think you can say that without like a gratitude in your heart. And I am a firm believer that people that do not live with gratitude towards God are not happy people. Um, I think they tend to be miserable. I think they tend to be ruled by criticism of others or, you know, image or greed, whatever it is, but, but gratitude, uh, drives us to this place of love, I think. And well, there was, yeah, there were several times this week I was pretty low. I had a hard time because I'm, I'm never really down for the count. And this week I was. And there was a couple of days that they were, they're a blur at this point. I don't even really So I had to put on my nurse hat. Slept 
and like the cooking and the cleaning and yeah. the groceries actually i didn't do most no. of that we can't go anywhere so um, there was no leaving to go do anything but people thank brought you. us food i know we mentioned this last week but it continued this week thank you so much to all of you who helped i feel like feed the born i'm coming week. down with another case of corona <laughs> if that gets me a steak and a baked potato i feel like i got corona right now okay so I want to say though, you know, I think by by Wednesday, I was at the point where I felt so low physically, just really like just how I felt health wise. Um, I was having a hard time with that not taking over mentally, mm. and I had a I had to like have this come to Jesus meeting literally where I sat at the kitchen table and I, I which was a, a feat to come from the bedroom out here to the real world where everyone else was living. And uh, it was quiet that morning. I woke up really early. I couldn't sleep well. And I was just overwhelmed mentally, just low. I think that that's the best word I can describe it. You know, I, I felt I felt like maybe a touch of depression because you're, you're just stuck, right? We were just stuck. I felt stuck. And there wasn't anything I could do to fast forward or get through it or just push through it. You know, I couldn't even really push through it. And um, I had a moment where I just started saying thank you for the things that I had around me. Thank you that I have a comfortable home to sit in. Thank you that I have a husband who is attentive to me. Thank you that people are dropping off food. And there was a moment where what I feel like where David's posture is in verse one, because verse one is just, I love you, Lord, my strength. It's a sentence, that's it, it's one line. And I felt like there was a moment on Wednesday morning when I had that same kind of feeling that I feel like David gives me here is like, I love you, Lord, my strength. It's almost, it's almost like you're reminding yourself when you're low, mm -hmm. God, you're my only strength. You're going to need it. I'm going to need it. I'm going to need, need it. it to get out of this place that I am in. Yeah. So, why do we need to be in church? Why do we need to be in God's word? Why do we need to worship? Yeah. You're going to need it. I think, I, I think what I'm realizing in this, because, you know, Tim and I live our lives in community. We've lived our lives in community for our entire marriage, really. Before even Genesis Metro Church, we lived in community not knowing like it was gonna be a buzzword and a byline someday, right? So we're just community-driven people. We are all, you know, we, we're kind of all about people. And we've never lived outside of that circle of community. We've always invited that in. We've always embraced it. And it feels like in the last three weeks, you know, you could say since March, but we were able to maintain some level of community until the last two weeks. It has been, isolation mm -hmm. and it's been a reminder for me that i we our family cannot live isolated we need connection no with can. community no one can it just reminded me of like really the reality mm -hmm. of where it can take you mentally yeah. emotionally it's, physically it's not a it's not a god way of living no um if god intended for us to be a part of his church that's necessarily means yeah the physical church well at connecting. at best i would say you're going to be in a neutral zone and neutral doesn't always, is not necessarily moving forward. It's not going backwards, but it's just stuck. So at best, when you're in isolation, you find yourself in this neutral place where you're just coasting. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna do that. No. I don't wanna do that. So David here is taking a breath and he's like, I love you, Lord, my strength. I love you, I love you. And he's saying it. Then he gets into these words. Tell us about these. Yeah, so David gives these descriptors and he says, my strength and my rock. And it's interesting, um, if you do a deeper dive into those words, um, they they don't have the face value. So the word for my rock, I was thinking foundation stone. But when I researched it, it's really talking about a high place that has 
like a, we would call it a crag. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's, a, it's a crack and it's a place that you can go up for protection, but then get concealed right. where your enemy can't see you. Mm -hmm. And then he says, my strength, and that word is actually rock, as we would think of it when Jesus tells the parable of the man who built his house on the rock mm -hmm. and the man who built his house in the sand. Mm -hmm. This is the rock that is immovable, and so it is like a sure foundation right. underneath your feet. Then he says, fortress, and that is the thing that's around you, the thing that's not allowing the enemy to be able to touch you. And then he says, my deliverer, which would mean you're under attack and now he's rescuing you. Right. So he says, my Saving God, you. and that word for my God is, he's just saying the greatness of God. It's like, uh, it, it's just like a, an awe thing. In Hebrew, it's, yeah, it's just L. Wow. And so, E-L. E-L. And so there's all of these L's in the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. It's El Shaddai, um, El, Elohim, Elohim. Uh, Mm -hmm. L, there's, there's, I don't know, I, there's probably there's a lot of 15, 20 of them. Right? And so they all have like these different names that the God of. And so here he's just saying, God, you're, you're God. He's acknowledging that God is the God above all gods. And then he says, my mountain where I take refuge. Now that one hit me <laughs> because when I think about a refuge, mm -hmm. it's a place when I'm feeling run down yeah. and I need to recharge. Right. When I need to recharge, I need a refuge. Yeah. And so for me, I can tell you that my room is my refuge in my house. That's true. That's where it's you like chaos out here, a bunch of loudness. I want to retreat and recharge. Yeah. Uh, what is that for you? Uh, working out is a recharge for me. Mm -hmm. I've, I've learned I really need that. Um, lately? Lately. You've been taking care of your plants? I have been working in my flower garden. I can't. That's one thing I can do. How I put old is Carrie? She's a gardener now. I used to really be into it. And then the last few years of just life and busyness, I said, forget it. I don't care anymore. And now this year, I'm like, well, we're home. I'm well, as well I can water she's also day. started taking on the rabbits. I am at war with the rabbits. I've decided I'm going to build a sermon series off this or something for sisterhood. But mm. I'm at war with the rabbits outside. Mm. Nicole Brandenburg and I have been texting about this. I mean, I've got... In fact, funny story, which funny. I'll tuck away, but mm. the um, it's rabbit urine or uh, deer, deer urine. urine. Deer urine is my best defense. Fox urine first, and deer urine. It smells a lot like lavender. It's terrible. It smells like urine, mm. but it's like huh. a weird. It's an animal yeah. urine, and we're anyway, surrounding our house with that. I'm spraying it constantly outside. Well, mm. COVID takes your sense of smell for away. some. For most, I think, for some, but it has for us. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm yeah. out there spraying. I'm like, I can't even smell it. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I am. That's definitely what I do to recharge. Yeah. Work out, work in the yard. I yeah. love it. I love that. Yeah. I like to be around people too. Yeah. That's a recharge, but not for you. Um, I like to be around small groups of people. Yes. Yeah. So. So then he says, my shield. And I thought this was interesting because he juxtaposes the next two. He says, my shield and the horn of my salvation. The shield. I, I didn't know what that was, the horn. Right. And so the, the shield obviously means that you're under attack. Mm -hmm. Whereas the horn is the part of the animal that they are pushing forward. They're driving hmm. the enemy back. And so he's saying you're my offense and you're my defense. Ooh, the good. shield is the defense. And then the horn of my salvation means that you're able to push back my enemy. That's good. So God is both. He's, he's, if you're asking, like, mm -hmm. what is it that you need right now? You need God to be both. You need to be the shield, the one that's defending you, but you also need him to be the horn of salvation that's driving forward and being on offense, not just defense all the time. And then he wraps it up with 
my high tower and another position of, of defense, another place where you can go and you can hide, um, another place that you can go uh, that you can't be touched inside of that place. And, and sometimes I feel like we, we feel like there's nowhere to run. Well, yeah. There's nowhere I, to hide. And I, I think this, this set of verses here, I think it's two, three, two and three um, in Psalm 18, look at how specific it's like every way in which David has ever mm -hmm. needed God to mm -hmm. show up, he has just, he's just, it's like he can't describe every nook and cranny of God's defense and his, um, his deliverance in the midst of trouble or distress. You know, he, he just cannot describe enough like, oh, he's, he's the hangover rock that you can get under and kind of like get a, and get a shield from the sun. Mm -hmm. He's also the little crag that you can like hide from the enemy. He's also the shield out in front of you that's like, Put, and then he's the horn. It's in every way that David could think to describe God. He's describing it, which tells me there's no place that I can get physically, mentally, emotionally that God cannot reach me mm -hmm. or find me. This is this is this is the total package of deliverance. And there's no reason to stay in a place right. where you feel that vulnerability right. Right. and where you feel that fear or that worry or that anxiety. It's it's saying that he felt it, but then he had a solution to it. Well, and I yeah. think that's a, that's a it's almost like the song the blessing because he says yeah. you go before me and behind me and you're with me and so like there's no place that God can't, can't protect yeah. and can't give you the thing the tool that you need to go forward. I want to I want to say one more thing just in case anyone's listening that might misconstrue um, what we just described. I do want to say as far as mental illness and things like that and depression and anxiety, those are all real things that do tend to take over and you know, we sometimes need a medical doctor to help us through that, to, to work through that. The other, and, and that obviously God is going to be in that with you, but we're not saying like, just reach out to God. He'll fix all of that. What we're saying is he is, it is, he is capable of, and he will be in those trenches with you. The other thing I want to say is, you know, if there's some kind of continuing issue in your life, maybe it's with relationships with other people, with a parent, with a coworker, with a boss, with an ex-spouse, with your kids, whatever, that it just feels like you can never get ahead of the problem or you can't figure it out or it's just too much. You know, the thing is inviting God into those thought processes and your behaviors in that and your words and how you respond to people. You know, that's that's the important thing is when you feel like you're in the depths of the trenches of an issue in your life that's ongoing, just know that God is in that with you. And if you'll embrace that, he will lead you right through it as an offensive well, measure. That's actually our next set of verses. Great. This is how David felt. You want to take that for us? Yeah, this is um, going to be four through six. It says, the ropes of death were wrapped around me. The torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol, what's Sheol? Death. That's death. Entangled me, another descriptive word. The snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress, and I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Oh, man. You're going to need it. I love it. This is where you are going to need it. David says, this is what God is. God, I love you because you are all these things. Yeah. And then he says, because I needed every single one of those where I was at. Yeah. So when he was on the run, I think it, I, I don't remember, I think I did the math one time, and I want to say, I want to say it was like 14 years, but I'm not sure about Running that. from Saul. Yes. Yeah. It was a long period of time. Yeah. It was years. It wasn't just like a couple of weeks out of his life. And David um, also was in times where he had to live with his enemies, and he had to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but the point is, is that David, being this 
incredible hero of worship. Matter of fact, there's no worship leader that David probably wouldn't be their number one because he wrote like uh, how many ever Psalms out of the Psalms, all these hit songs um, in their day. And even though he's this incredible worshiper, he still feels this weight. And so that's what you need to know is that why does God need to be all those things? Because it doesn't matter how high you are right now, there's going to be a season where you're running. There's going to be a season where you're hiding. There's going to be a season where you feel overwhelmed. And here David is saying that in these places of destruction, death, the, and we're going to get to these other verses later where he's in the depths. He's like, there's, there's a place where you can get, but you, you feel like you're being overwhelmed. Well, it's it's the it's the song. I think we did it last week. The whole you know it may it may look like I'm surrounded, but mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by you. And there's um his 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 words here. Every description that he uses is really describing all the things that are around him. He uses words like um, trapped me. They were wrapped around me, entangled, confronted. Um, all torrents. Of the, uh, the, the, the torrents of destruction. It's like big waves. So it's all these things that are around him. And David is describing you know, what he's finding himself in. He's describing the lay of the land, so to speak. And and this is sort of toward the end. I was reading a little bit about this earlier of when King Saul was literally hunting him down. So we say, you know, God save me from my enemies today. And we don't normally mean there is someone like coming after me at my front door. God save me from him. That's exactly what David is. The, this is the most extreme example of someone coming after you, you know, quite literally. And so we see David describing all of these words of entangled, confronted, they ensnared me, they encompassed me. And I just think, is there anyone that has been maybe where we've been this week or whatever, where you have felt like in, you have felt encompassed by something that you could not control the timing or the outcome of. Mm. And if you have ever been there, or if you're there now, you're going to find great solace and comfort in how David explained and walked through. There's something about somebody just saying it, mm. right? Just, just be real. I was texting with a friend earlier who was experiencing a hurt. And I said to her, how are you? She said, I'm fine. And I said, you know, you can say it to me if you want. Sometimes it feels good just to say it out loud and then we'll both move on. And so I think there's something about David being so honest about where he's at yeah. and how he feels. Yeah, I think sometimes we lack the vulnerability. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a buzzword of Genesis Metro as well as authenticity that without authenticity, you can't have vulnerability and you can't have vulnerability without authenticity. So if we are unwilling because of pride or fear or whatever reason, then that becomes a prison for us, unfortunately. So I think that you have to have those relationships where you can be candid and you can be real in your struggles um, in order to move forward. Uh, take that next passage and we'll take it home. All right, so we're gonna pick up in 16 through 19. So the sandwiched verses that we're cutting out are just David describing his enemies and then he's coming to that conclusion. So this is how David answer. So we wanted you to be able to see that David says, this is what God is. Then he's saying, this is how I felt. And then this is how God answered. And, and I just want you to, as, as we read this, some of you may have your apps open or your Bible open. Just think about a time when maybe God has done this for you. Make it personal as we read it out loud. Verse 16, he reached down from on high and he took hold of me. He drew me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes, the people who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. I want to stop I mean, before we get to 18. Come on. All right. Your enemy is not going to wait. 
for you to be on your best day. No, <laughs> not your strongest. Here, David says that they mm. attacked him at his worst, at his weakest. Mm. And isn't that the way it goes? Yeah. It's like you, you hear of people saying um, almost, what is that? Uh, uh, what is it? The law. If it can't go wrong, it will go wrong. Gosh. What goes up must come down. No. I don't know. That's gravity. Murphy's Law. Oh, Murphy's Law. Right. Yeah. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. No. That's no. Murphy's Law, that's isn't it? That's the theory of relativity. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that's Einstein. <laughs> but anyway. What is Murphy's Law? We're if it can't go wrong, it will oh, go wrong. Oh, that's it. I thought it was a more, like, you know, nope, that's formal it. way to say it. No. So, in the day of his trouble. So, what, what he's saying is, like, my enemies didn't wait for me to get prepared. They didn't wait for me to be on my A game. They didn't wait for me to be in a great mood or feel like I could really run faster. No, they just came on in maybe the worst day I was mm. having in the middle of my disaster. Mm and they confronted me. I think but, we have a lot of things we even say though. It's like, what else can go wrong? Yeah, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, so um, many of these phrases, and I know that you felt like that. I bet during this corona season, there's no doubt in my oh mind my that people have felt like that in their families, and yeah. their finances, education, yeah. uh, you know, all, yeah, all of it. All relationships, I know, have been tested uh, during this time. And so, gosh, it, it, they confronted me in my day they, of disaster. Yeah. He says, but the Lord was my support and he brought me out into a spacious place mm. and rescued me because he delighted in me. Gosh. Last point, a conclusion you can count on. Now, God is never taking a day off. The Bible says that God never rests. He doesn't yeah. slumber. It's, he doesn't take vacations. That God, that you, you could have this confidence that there's a conclusion that you, if you follow these steps, there's a conclusion that you can count on. Yeah, that's that's great. Oh, there's that. That's the thing I think that when we find ourselves, I, I was describing the week that I had, and when I found myself in that low place, that's what draws me back. Is I have watched God deliver me so many times. I have watched Him deliver others so many times. I have watched Him show up in the minor tragedies of life and the major tragedies of life in the places where it's a disastrous day and it's just a difficult day, right? Major or minor, whatever the case may be, that is the conclusion I come to because God has proven himself over and over, not just for me, but as I watch him move about beside me, behind me, in front of me. He's, he's done it, and that's the conclusion we come to. So look at these word pictures. It says, number one, he drew me out of the deep waters. That's a person who's literally the torrents he was talking about earlier. Mm. You are drowning, and the, as soon as you bob your little head up for air, the next wave smashes over you. And if you've ever gotten into a little bit of a situation with waves, um, this is, anybody that's been in the ocean can relate to this because it's like oh. you you come up and you think oh i'm like pow and then you just get steamrolled by the next wave well there were several years ago when you and uh we were on a vacation yes and you and donnie floyd i i told this story recently but I'm, you that was that was scary yeah i almost drowned that was so scary that was that strong ways we weren't supposed to be in the ocean yeah but when you think about that in life where i mean i would say the week that this all broke for corona mm -hmm. we had some other things that were happening and then we get this this news that somebody tested positive at gm and we're like what and then we get the news maybe an hour later there was a second one that was positive and it started to build over the next few days we didn't find out more positives until much later several days later but we knew there was some like 
maybes. And I'm going to tell you that week, it felt like every day was another wave, another punch in the gut, because what we knew the reality was we were getting effectively shut down. Yeah. We, we were being shut down. And since that time, um, you know, while we've been at home, it, it hasn't been just like easy going, oh, we're gonna take a few days off and just be at home in quarantine. And, and I, I know that we keep saying that over and over, but I want, I want the audience who's listening to this to know you're not alone in the waves of life hitting you in the face where you can't get a breath. As soon as you come up, you're knocked back down again. It's just, that's life. Yeah. And I think we imagine that it might just be different sometimes and just smooth sailing, but really, this is the trick, is it not? Is learning how to breathe in the waves. And well, I think for us, if we're talking personally, this is this is our greatest storm yeah. that we've ever had to uh, weather. And he goes on to even say, "He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me." He's now, admitting that. Well, but understand the context. This is a man who's already killed Goliath. So the the greatest Ooh. foe ever faced. Ooh, that's good. He's already defeated. And oh. now he's reached a place that you'd have to say is more mental. Yeah. yeah. This is a mental. This is a, this is a, a fear and anxiety that's emotional yeah. for him. And he's saying, "Gosh, like this enemy was too strong for me. I couldn't I couldn't beat this person, this feeling, this 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 pursuit." And he's run as far as he can. And yeah. so where he's reached his limit, he's saying God is going to reach down there. Pull him up. Help you when my foes were too strong. But I want to say for a minute too, you know, um, Tim and I, you know, this is our life's work. Genesis Metro Church. We've, we've been saying that for years. Um, we were made aware of that pretty quickly after we moved here. We didn't realize when we moved here, this would be kind of the rest of our lives. But... God made it pretty clear and um, this season we've been here 18 years July is our anniversary of moving here and I will tell you this 18th summer is definitely where it feels like some days it's just too much it's a powerful force working against you working against us um, in what we're trying to do and you know, sometimes you ask yourself, is it me? Am I the common denominator? Have I, you know, gotten to the point where I'm irrelevant or I, I've gotten it wrong so much that I'm being taken out? And, and you know, because what happens is mentally you start to slide and um, you start to believe the things that are being put forth in front of you because if we think back to the verses where David describes what's all around him, what's encompassed him, what's entangled him, what's entrapped him. We find ourselves there mentally, emotionally, physically, especially if we're living in isolation. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot to be learned from this isolation season, but I will tell you personally, for us, for different reasons, you know, Tim will have his reasons and how his personality processes it. Me, I will have mine, but it's been difficult. There's been days when we've both been down. There's been days when one of us pulls the other one up. But that powerful mental enemy that comes against you, you know, that's a real thing. Yeah. That's a that's a real thing where it just feels like it's too strong for me. I, I can't overcome it. And the fact is, you know, I don't I don't have the capability to overcome it. Mm -hmm. But that's why I need to draw on this conclusion that I know I can count on. Well, and he he gives the last word picture here that he brought me out into this spacious place. Mm. And 
that's the hope that I want to conclude with for you is that look at David. He's being pursued. Now he says, I'm overwhelmed. It says like, it feels like these chords and everyone can relate to this. It's like when you start to feel that wave, it's like you can, it feels like some force is pulling, like you might be struggling, but it's pulling you down. And, and yet David knows that God hears him. And he says that, they, that God ultimately brings him out to this spacious place. And I just imagine you're, you're going through this corridor and it's, it's, it's just tightening and tightening and tightening and tightening and tightening mm. to the point that you feel like you've got to turn sideways to be able to like space your way through this really, really narrow corridor. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, because you push through and because you availed yourself to who God is, mm. it opens up. Oh. And all of that yeah. that you went through, all that anxiety or that pressure or that whatever, it's worth it on the other side of that. And I think that's the way it is with God. It's, it's seasons. And one day we'll have a last season. One day, one day the Bible talks about death. Death comes for us all. But imagine for the believer mm-hmm. that wide open space that's on the other side of that most narrow corridor. And that's the hope. And that's why I say it's a conclusion that you can count on because our greatest foe will be death. And God has overcome that enemy already. Right. So even in death, God takes us to a spacious place. Man, what, what else can you ask for? Bring me out to a spacious place. That's it's hope. like it's all been released and those tensions and everything that was constricting has now been overcome and I can breathe again. Mm. It's like he can't breathe and now um, suddenly there's just ample oxygen for mm. him to soak up. And, it's and so good. look at that last phrase, because Ooh. he delighted in me. Well, every version that we looked up in mm. this says the same thing, that mm. he delighted in me. Mm. So he didn't just like me. It wasn't because you earned it. It wasn't because nope. you're good enough. No, it wasn't because I have a great personality or you do. It was because he simply delights in me to be around me He's for good who dad. I am. He's a good dad. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. So I just want you to know that, that God delights in you. And when we allow him to be our offense and our defense, and we allow him to be all the things that David said in verses 1 through 3, then... yeah. You can have hope. You can have hope. And we all need that. We all need that um, for this next season. Um, I can't wait for the Genesis Metro comeback. Oh, it's coming. Oh, gosh. Hopefully just a couple more weeks. A couple we, more weeks. We um, People have asked us, when do you think you're going to come back? I'm going to tell you, we don't know. Um, we're taking it kind of week by week. We knew that we couldn't do much until... The, most of the cases that we knew at GM were clearing up, which they are now. Yeah. People are getting negative tests back. But just to give you a quick update, we don't have a date yet of when we're coming back. We want to be very, very careful that we don't have to go into shutdown mode again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, I, I want you to also know we don't regret having opened up. Oh, no. Not at all. We do believe that God used that to mm-hmm. uh, bring community back um, and just remind us of how important it is. I think when I when we get back from this, I don't know that I will ever take for granted being able to step in on a Sunday no, that's different. and worship with our church family. Yep. There's there's something about being together in corporate worship. There's some kind of, there's like this accountability, but this love and this comfort 
and being surrounded by people who love you and are like-minded. There's just something about that. Man, I need that every week. And so I, I will never find myself taking that for granted again. And I can't wait, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years from now, I'm going to be that old guy. I promise you this. I'll, I'll be like wrestling around with my grandkids and oh they'll be like, I don't want to get up and go to church. I was like, I remember when they took church away from us, son. Don't you ever speak don't that you, out. Don't you. I'll slap him down on the ground. Oh, you are definitely going to be that grandpa. Say so that's for Corona. Oh, don't you forget it. I'm wrecking 2020. Yeah. Corona. But it's going to be a year. But the, the other thing, I've had a few conversations this week is... And, and I've had to remind, I mean, our kids about this, um, at least the ones that are still here, Titus and Silas, we've had both had these conversations this week is, hey, just try to look at the big picture because they've gotten down. I want to be with my friends. I want to go out. I want to get out of this house. And we've had them on lockdown. And we're what I'm saying to them is, hey, listen, the big picture is in a year from now, five years, this is going to be a blip on the radar. We're going to talk about this forever mm -hmm. in 2020, what happened. Just try to have the best attitude you can today, right? You're trying, anybody parenting teenagers through this mm. knows exactly what I mean. There's only so much mm. entertaining and pep talks we can give them because they're disconnected. But it's like, it's trying to keep that big picture of, we're almost through it. Mm. I keep saying, we're almost through it. We're almost mm. through it. We're well, almost there. But I think that this relates to David and we're a little over time. Yeah, we are. But, but bonus time. I mean, you can turn this off whenever you want. Um, <laughs> we don't have notes on this part. We're ready. Well, I think of it like th there is a survival time. I hear people say, uh, and and this is generally true, but sometimes I think it's trite. Um, I don't, I don't want to just survive. I, I want to thrive. thrive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, David was not thriving when he was running from Saul. That wasn't he wasn't thriving. No, man, he was if you ask David, I like, guess, are you living your best life right now? No, he is not. I think there are seasons of survival. Yeah. I for think sure. that, I think that you're just allowing God to be the fortress. Yeah. You're allowing God to be the defender. And so there's a so season good. of, and I feel like that's that's what I'm in. Um, I'm yeah. in a season of survival. Yeah. And uh, I'm in a season of teaching where God is is like, okay, so what if I take it away? Like, yeah. What if I take it away for a season? What if I take it away for X amount of time, you know, have you, have you built something strong enough? Have you, have you, have you dove deep enough? Have you, have you done enough? Uh, there, I don't know. There's all kinds of, um, theoretical, uh, analysis that I'm yeah. doing, uh, yeah. during these times. And, and Necessary. I think that, I, and I think that, that all great offenses are when you're being attacked, they expose weaknesses and it allows you to, to know that those are there that maybe you didn't know were there and right. allows you to fortify, allows you to come back and, and have a game plan so that that's not an exposure in the future. So I, I don't know. There's a lot of things to learn a lot during this season. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. I'm going to need it. You're going to need it. If you didn't need it today, you'll need it next week. Oh, that is true. So we are praying that everyone stays healthy, mm. um, that we don't have any serious. We have so far. Thank you, Lord. We haven't had any really serious cases at GM. It's just been like the flu or a sinus infection, but it's just, you know, it lasts forever. Um, but we're praying that everyone stays healthy and we just, we're building strength from here on out, so to speak, uh, as we look at the upcoming weeks. Also, uh, Psalm 18, um, we'd love to know if that was your rock. Um, we'll put yeah. a couple of the pictures on the screen. Uh, we probably already did earlier. And we want to thank you guys for joining us. And I hope that you guys will watch the announcements below. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to connect for those of you that are guests with us today and an opportunity for you to continue giving to Genesis Metro. It matters more 
right now than it ever has that we all kind of do our part when it comes to the financial giving of Genesis Metro Church. Yeah. And hey, just in case you didn't hear the beginning or you forgot already, we love you. I love you. I love you. Have a great Sunday. Bye, everybody.